0: Welcome to Once More with Commentary, an angel podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ginny. And oh boy, we have a couple to talk about today. Um, One that Ginny has already made her feelings known to me about, Mm -hmm. and the other one is Smile Time. So, so why we fight being
1: the first one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, maybe I don't say it, but yes, why we fight. It was like, almost like the Nazi episode, but I don't even know if it qualifies as that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Smile Time, of course, a very well-known episode of Angel and a delight to watch, actually. Yes. But I won't spoil the surprise on that one. So, before we get into it, Jenny, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm going to follow our new rule, and how was today?
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, today is fine, now that I got my grocery shopping out of the way. I, um... Hope after this, my vague plan, although there's a couple of other chores that I have to fit in, is to uh, drink wine and work on my puzzle.
0: Oh, that sounds delightful.
1: Um, We also have some little, like, salmon, like canned salmon for, like, crackers. Like, I think there might be, like, a cheese salmon spread type thing and then, like, wine and puzzles. It's a little bit up in the air still. Also, I <laughs> finally, uh, in, in my puzzle progress this morning between watching Angel and then when it's time for us to record this, I managed to, uh, almost complete this one chunk that I which was like the first chunk that I started on. So that felt good also, you know, when you like crack the puzzle, well, yeah, that's a poor choice of words, <laughs> when you like crack the code of like, ah, this is what's going on in this section.
0: Totally. Like when you, especially if it's a difficult puzzle and you finally Mm -hmm. start getting on a roll, that feels fantastic.
1: Well, and you've seen a photo of it, but it's a, and we maybe even did this exact one at some point, but I can't remember, but uh, it's a thousand piece puzzle of a Renoir painting. And as you and I learned with the impressionist paintings can be pretty difficult as puzzles because there are no lines. It's just Mm. different. Every piece is just a different variety of blobs of paint. And it's like, so yeah, so I was very proud of myself for like finally figuring out what, what, I, what I was missing about this particular corner and I m- filled most of it in, so. It's true, you
0: could spend hours and then when you're done be like, that was a face, okay. Like Yeah, yeah, I like <laughs>
1: finally saw this piece and I was like, oh. And like, you know when you also have this the one piece that it's like you've tried it eight times in like four different places and you just keep trying it over and over again then you finally figure out where it goes. You're like, ah, uh, yes, yes, yes.
0: I will say, I think the most satisfying puzzle I ever completed. Well, maybe it's a tie. One in college, we did Starry Night, which was a mistake. That was. Was that in college
1: or was that in when we lived together? I didn't think we did them in college.
0: We did a few in college. Hmm. We definitely did Starry Night in college, and it took us like a month. I think it was. <laughs> it took a while, and then I did one last year or two years ago, but it was like a pizza, mm. and I think I got like one of the sections like super fast, and then it was like each each slice of pizza was a different flavor. So between the pepperoni and the like tomato and the mushroom and the sausage, <laughs> I, I I was like going insane. And when I finally finished it, I felt so proud. Yeah. I also did a puzzle last week, so. Yeah. Which you know, because you gave it to me. That's true. Uh, it was super cute. It was called Book Club mm-hmm. and all the book titles had non-copyright infringing names <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of cute like like the little puns that, that they detail came up with. I
1: couldn't see in the yeah i
0: us see if I can remember some of them it was like oh I some of them were really clever I don't remember though but it was like books and then all the books were like different colors and then it was like faces and So, the books were pretty easy to figure out, like, Mm -hmm. what went with what. So, I just, like, had put all the books together, and then I had to, like, figure out how they all went together. And then I was just, like, it was just, like, a faceless puzzle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Puzzles are weird. I know people who hate them. I, you know, didn't realize until this pandemic that they're actually not that popular with some people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um,
1: I'm... I shouldn't have actually announced on air that I'm doing a puzzle because I do have a like, I think there's a mm, 50, 40 to 50% chance that I'm not going to finish. Uh, because I also described this to someone yesterday that this whole time that I've done puzzles in my life, I've been writing your coattails. Like I've never done them on my own. So we'll see if I actually finish this one.
0: And I love puzzles. So you've, mm-hmm. you've completed every puzzle you've started. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because you've completed every puzzle I've started.
0: Cause so. I just like, I have addictive tendencies with puzzles and I, I can't stop.
1: It does so, get easier. Like it is yeah. good for me to do it on my own because some, you know, like when someone's better at you and then they do it faster and it's like, I'm not getting the opportunity to learn. So I think I'm learning a lot more by doing this one on my own. Also, that's but, the
0: thing about puzzles is like, this is I'm, the rule that people should remember is it gets easier and faster as you go because right, you're exactly. eliminating pieces. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, enough about puzzles, I
1: think. Mm-hmm. Why don't you
0: tell us what happened oh in
1: why we fight? I will, but actually I have an addendum to issue to last week's episode. Oh, okay. Uh this was <laughs> something that Alex he said while we while we were taping, he had this thought and he like didn't know how to convey it to me because we were recording at the time. Um and he was like so frustrated that like he hadn't gotten it out. So in the um in your welcome in the beginning... This is just an observation about the episode. Um, in the beginning, when they first get the call and they go to the hospital um, and Cordelia meets them there, or, the, you know, they meet Cordelia there, uh, and she kind of has... She has this line about how, like, uh, oh, the other person in her hospital room, like, being gross or dead, and she, like, closes the curtain before they leave the hospital together. That's her own body. Is it? I think it... I think that's a fair conclusion, yeah. That, like, because she's actually dead and dying.
0: But, like, if you go back and watch, is it... No, 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 no you don't bad? see it. No,
1: no, 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 it was just a... No, no, you don't see it. Just that it's like, I see. why else would they write that line in there if not to, oh, when you get to the end, realize that, like, oh, it's because she was dying already. I don't know. Why do they write a lot of what they write? I... Well, that's true, but I just... I think it was a fair point, and I think... That that was, I think he's correct. I think that's meant to be her.
0: Well, it's a good observation. It's maybe giving them more credit than they deserve, but maybe not.
1: I think it, I don't think so. When he said it, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally what that is. Well, he specifically asked me to make this point. (laughs) So anyway, I just want to give him credit where credit is due. And hopefully he doesn't have any wildly insightful things to say about this episode after the fact.
0: Well, he can just barge in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, but okay. he,
0: he can announce himself with a meow yes Did and you are all of ripley it'll just last sound year's? like ripley
1: <laughs> yeah she's not in here today i okay, heard little okay.
0: meows on last one
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, i know she was there at the end getting really chatty well okay why we fight Oof. uh so this was mostly a flashback episode so i'm going to start with the flashback portion which is basically during world war ii we see angel basically get force-recruited by the Initiative. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope you hear the eye roll in my voice as I say that, uh, to help with this mission, because some American soldiers, I don't know, stole a German submarine, but now they can't, they're like stuck in enemy territory. No one else can help them get out because humans can't just deep dive into the ocean, but Angel probably can. So they somehow coerce him into going on this mission to help save this submarine or save the Americans so that they can steal the submarine um, so he gets there and it turns out also on the German boat the Germaner the Germaners the Germans were keeping prisoners of a couple vampires who've been in the meantime killing almost the entire crew so there's just a few Americans and one German left and then these vampires so angel kind of just goes, from here to there, he deals with some of the vampires by killing them. He deals with the American soldiers, and eventually he gets them into a place where the reigning um, soldier can is like ready to help to get the submarine. The commanding officer. Thank you, thank you. That's <laughs> wrong when I said it. Uh, the commanding officer, who's this guy named Lawson, is about to drive the boat out of, or drive the submarine out of the dangerous waters, but then someone kills him. And then the only way, he's the only person who knows how to operate this boat, not a boat, submarine. Uh, and so Angel makes this, I don't know, questionable decision to turn him into a vampire so that he won't actually die and then he can, can actually navigate them out of this situation, which is what happens. Cut to present day. Turns out Lawson's not super thrilled about this outcome. So 60 years later, he decides to very easily break into Wolfram and Hart and hostage kidnap Gun Wesley and Fred and pick a fight with Angel. Of course, Angel beats him in the end and he gives him some sob story about how he has no meaning in his life and he just came there for a mission. And then Angel really dwells on that in the end. I have so many problems with this episode. <laughs> I think this is I'm, one of this is one of my all time least favorite episodes. And I, when I was watching it last night, I was like kind of annoyed about it. But I had sort of, uh, I was getting really drowsy at the end. And so this morning, I was like, I'm just going to rewatch that last scene with him and Spike because I felt like I didn't take it all in. And then as I was watching it, Alex and I just got into this heated like we just destroyed it. I do not like this episode. I think it was emblematic of everything that this show does wrong, which is what I say every time I hate an angel of ep- an episode of angel, but like I just it was just all over the place and so unnecessarily complicated so that to the point that whatever central storyline they were and like themes they were trying to drive home were so convoluted that I don't think it made any sense.
0: Right, what what is the point of this episode? What is the point of we this episode? We don't. We don't know. And there, yeah. I will say, for being a terrible episode of Angel, it was fortunately watchable in a way that a lot of the bad ones aren't.
1: Yeah, and maybe of the way
0: a lot of flashback-driven episodes aren't. Like at least we weren't in Victorian
1: London or right. whatever. That said, I just really, really, it's like Angel and. Lawson keep getting in these discussions about like the mission and like, that's not the mission. Oh, that's not the mission. And they keep kind of having this weird, like philosophical debate. But meanwhile, the episode has gone out of its way to never explicitly say what the orders angel was given were. And it's not that by the end of it, you can't piece together what was supposed to happen. But it was like, I had to kind of wait until the end to really think back and be like, okay, so it was this, 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 and this. But it's like, this wasn't a two hour film where like that journey was satisfactory. It was like, you don't have that much time to tell me this emo- the emotional arc of Lawson, but you wasted so much of it coming up with eight alternating plot lines that it's like, I don't care at all about him. I don't care that he got turned into a vampire. I don't care about his weird misguided patriotism or like maybe betrayal of his patriotism. I don't understand what, what mission he was so motivated by or why I should at all care. <laughs> and I don't understand how the initiative strong-armed angel into doing this mission in, in the first place. So basically on every level, this falls apart to me. Why was he there? Why didn't he just kill all three vampires as soon as he got there?
0: What? 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 Yeah, there's a lot of loose threads. I think Lawson is tricky because it does seem like he's... Well, he is, as you called him, the reigning soldier. He's (laughs) the person in charge when Angel arrives on the boat. He's the only one who seems to be keeping it together somewhat. But he also seems like an idealist, right? So... For him, he's following the orders because he believes in the cause of the war and they're fighting Germans. And he's when he also finds out what the Germans are doing with these vampires on the boat, he's like, well, we would never do this as a country. He's obviously wrong about all right. of that. And um, what they're
1: doing with the um, vampires being the Germans had plans to basically experiment on them and turn well, them into super Well, right, soldiers. like the
0: American initiative basically steals... Their whole reason for being from the Germans, right. um, is basically what we come to realize. And Lawson is adamant that that would never happen. Understands that apparently it would happen because Angel's mission is to clearly bring these soldier these demons mm-hmm. back because otherwise, like you say, like why, oh, not, right, kill why not kill and them? And then right. to fulfill this mission, Lawson sacrifices himself. And you know,
1: well, obviously, he sacrifices himself angel sacrificed him
0: well no lawson basically comes to an agreement with him at the end and says i'm the only one who can fix the boat and he's dying because Uh, the german stabbed him in the gut with a screwdriver and the hmm. only way he could do that is by not dying so angel turns him into a vampire with Hmm. his
1: permission that's interesting i didn't read that as his permission but perhaps you're right
0: so he sacrifices himself but again, going into this problem of once that happens and he becomes a vampire, why does he why even care he to helping. fix the boat? Yeah, and two, exactly. why does he stick so strongly to this idea of the mission? Like he from everything well, again, this goes back to like they've really muddied what happens when you become a vampire. But like uh, his old human interests and cares shouldn't really apply. And they really seem to. And they've also introduced this very confusing twist of did Angel give him part of a soul or something? I don't know why because they introduced Lawson, that idea. Yeah. It's like, like, can't enjoy killing people. And yeah. it's like, what? Why are we even bringing this up? But like, also,
1: they don't bring that up until the last five minutes of the episode. So it's like, is this the episode where we ponder what is you know, creating vampires when you have a soul means, is this the episode where we ponder which side of the war angel was on? Is this the episode where we're talking about Lawson's motivation? It was like, it was all of those things, but by that metric, it was none of them. It was like, you put 20 different stories into one episode that had such interesting bones, like it could have been a great episode. You know, it's like, I I was thinking about this too, that we don't really get to spend time with Angel almost ever in this period of his life where he got a soul and then before, but before he met Buffy. So it's like, I want to find out more about Angel, but it's like he wasn't even necessarily the main character in this episode. I don't know.
0: Right. We don't know much about Angel in this time period, which is, as you said before, why we don't really even understand why Angel lets the initiative force him into doing this. I mean, I believe that Angel could overpower all of these people and run away no problem he doesn't even try he lets them wait him and drop him to the bottom of the ocean (laughs) and then he's like trying to kind of play both sides i mean he also just doesn't even think about killing spike is he going to deliver spike to the americans unclear until he has an excuse not to do any of this and just let the two vampires go yeah, we don't really know, like, what the point of all of this is. And we also don't understand why Lawson is keeping tabs on Angel this whole time. I mean, Angel does say that Lawson is the only person he ever turned into a vampire after...
1: Mm-hmm. He had a soul. Um,
0: yeah, after he had a soul. I'm re- trying to remember if that's true. Does that count for Angelus? I don't know. Um did he turn anyone into a vampire after he met Buffy? I don't remember.
1: But I don't think that would count though. He yeah, means, it's, he means the only when time he's he did it with while he had a soul. Yeah.
0: And that's an interesting question is like the you know angel's so-called child that he sired while in soul, that's an interesting Thing to explore that the show does almost nothing with, because by the time well, exactly. they start to raise that <laughs> yeah. question, like Angel's clearly going to kill him, and again it all and it all has these trappings of like Nazis and U boats and World War II and like then they're also trying to tie it into the initiative and like yeah, both Angel and Spike have these really cringy lines where Angel's like, I never want to be dropped to the bottom of the ocean, and Spike is like, I never want these guys to capture and torture me, and like we right. know both yeah. of these things <laughs> happened, and yeah. and also I mean. When Spike is captured by the Initiative before, does he never ever tell Buffy and Co. when they're trying to take down the Initiative that like, hey, I hey, think I encountered these yeah, guys? Yeah, exactly. World War II. It's
1: like a big, a huge retcon for kind of no reason. It's for stupid reasons. I mean, it's just uh, to they, have those clever lines about like, I don't ever want
0: this to happen. Well, more. and
1: it's also there so that they can make that jab about how the Americans are just as bad as the, or not, maybe not just as bad, right? But like, yes, yeah, so that there can be this ambiguity about like, well, the Americans would never do that, and it's like, well, we know that they would because they do they literally do that <laughs> but like I that this is where I'm, I know I'm not doing my my best job articulating it but it's like okay that pop point gets kind of revealed right like it's a revelation that this is what the Germans were actually doing with that submarine or at least part of what they were actually doing is trying to experiment on vampires but then it's like whoops the Americans would totally do that too but that's not even part of the motivation or betrayal for Lawson at all, right? So it's like, why do we even spend time talking about that? Because all it does is take, give us less time to actually talk to... The main character who is supposed to, I think, be this sort of stand in for the turmoil that Angel has been going through this entire season, right? Where he's not sure how to motivate himself now that he's the head of an evil law firm and he's not sure what the mission is. And they keep drilling this point over and over again, but they never do it in a way that at all seems to grow. Like Angel hasn't seemingly made any progress except for last week when he seemed to make a lot of progress. So I just don't understand. Like they think Angel's ambivalence is a good storyline, and I think ambivalence by its nature is pretty uninteresting, (laughs) you know? It's like, unless you're really skilled, this, like, back and forth, I don't know what I'm doing is, like, it's so old, and all they did this week was just give that exact same line to a different character that we've never met, and then try and expect that to mean anything for me.
0: Yeah, and also, why are the Germans keeping the vampires on a submarine? I... I know! Why were they there? They...
1: They—they <laughs> had nowhere else that they could do do this. That doesn't make any sense. They were it hiding really plenty of experiments already on in plain—not in plain sight, but on land. So, like, yes, why did they need to be in a submarine at all? Why did they make this story so complicated? You kind of alluded to this actually before we started recording, but this was. As always, I think the real thing that drives me nuts about this show is how much they are always trying to trick the viewers. They are always trying to be so clever that they get—they just trip over themselves because they're trying to be like, oh, you you thought Spike was a Nazi because we literally put him on the screen with a Nazi uh, uniform before the act break. And then they're like, haha, just kidding. It's not that. And then they just kind of do that kind of thing over and over again where it's like, this could have been a much more straightforward episode and I think I would have gotten a lot more out of it if it hadn't been, oh, they stole a U-boat and that's the mission. Oh, I mean, just kidding. It's about vampires that are prisoners. Oh, just kidding. It's about blah, blah, blah. Oh, just kidding. It's this. And it's like, just pick a story and tell it. Like, you don't need to put 10 twists into it to make it interesting.
0: Yeah, I think what I said was, you know, they're trying to be cute about something. They're always and trying to be cute. That's all that this is in service of is this, like, cute idea of, like, what if Angel encountered the initiative? And it's like you know, the initiative didn't really work on the one show that you started yes. on, why <laughs> bring it over here and do that? And you know what? I think now, you kind of briefly mentioned this, but that this episode comes after You're Welcome, which I wasn't really thinking about, but there's also the infuriating part where this storyline is happening. We're revisiting Angel's doubts about what his mission is and not one character mentions or even references or- that D- yeah, Cordelia is dead.
1: yeah. Yeah. Do the other
0: characters even know? Did Angel tell them? We don't get to see that. Like,
1: right. that right. feels
0: unfair. And also,
1: they, that yeah, instead yeah. of that, we get this. It's true. We could have had a whole episode dealing with grief, which, like, we know that these writers, or at least some of them, are capable of doing. Why would we not afford that respect to Cordelia and to Angel? Yeah. Uh, my only thing that I... I don't want to say it's what I enjoyed about this episode, but I just couldn't get this image out of my head the whole time. Um, the <laughs> This episode felt so much like an episode of Bones to me. <laughs> and specifically, it reminded me of an episode where they have um, David as his character, like, have this flashback to the time when he was in the army and he wasn't able to save a soldier. And it's, like, obviously been eating away at his character for years but that episode, it's not, like, my favorite episode or anything, but that one is just so much more well done that I kept kind of, like, waiting for a moment like that where it's like, ah, yes, Angel, you know, is going to realize that, like, it wasn't his fault or doesn't, you know, it, he's going to forgive himself. But it's like, that's not, that's nothing to do with what's going on in this show. It just, I couldn't shake the idea that, like, this was his audition tape for Bones. <laughs> it's eight, if David is in the Army, you know? Maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny. And you know what this episode really reminded me of was... Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Boston in February, and I did an escape room. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And we were on a submarine. Okay, okay. (laughs) And it was a World War II submarine, and we had to figure out the secret Nazi plans.
1: Well, there you go. Were there vampires involved?
0: There were not vampires Mm. involved, but um, the... The various rooms looked a lot like the set that this episode took place on, so the whole time I was just like, I wonder if you push that panel if the wall moves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did escape. Um, we did really well. Uh, it was actually a really fun one, but that's all I was thinking about watching this. was like, oh, yeah, that escape room that I did a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so not the intended, I suppose, goal of this episode of Is it getting or, me to if, ask to, myself about, yeah. you know, Missions and Nazis and Lawson,
1: but like, did Lawson's storyline resonate with you at all? I couldn't no, even remember it was his very face half-baked. like by the end of it.
0: Yeah, because one, we're introduced to Lawson as a vampire who clearly has a beef with Angel. So the whole flashback purpose is to tell us why he has a beef with Angel. Yeah, which is really unclear at the end of it why he has
1: a beef exactly. with Angel. Exactly. Other than this, maybe he has a soul bit.
0: Yeah. Other than like, Angel letting him loose and making him swim for sure, like. That maybe could be it, but then he keeps going on and on about the mission, so he's going on about the stuff that, again, happened to him while he was human, so why is this vampire stewing about it for 60 years? That's the part I don't understand. No, exactly.
1: Yeah, the other thing I think that really doesn't work about this, and I think this is also me reflecting too much on Bones, once again, but... I don't know why Lawson, even as a human, would care that much about what Angel thinks or says or does, because he also only just met this guy. You know, like, he hasn't been his commander for this whole mission, and they've been working closely together, and then he, like, feels betrayed by kind of the outcome of this, right? It's like, Angel literally just showed up on your submarine. You've never met him before. Why do you care at all what he thinks or says or does? Do you know
0: what? It's a little bit like Angel shows up, and he's like, what's the, ax- what's the confirmation code or whatever, and Angel's like, Nautilus, and he's like... Okay, dad.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is like, why are you putting so much weight on this rando? Like, this guy's never been a part of your life before. Ugh. All right. I could I think, go on, but I, think I just... think was searching for something. Meet, um, the mission, Allie. Yeah, the mission. Yeah. Ugh. I just wish they weren't always trying to outsmart the viewers in ways that end up writing a convoluted mess you just tell the straightforward story and develop it well would be so much more fun to watch than see how clever we are. You thought it was about this, but it's actually this. And also maybe this other thing. It's like, just stop.
0: It was about a lot of things, which is maybe the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, not as unwatchable as some of the worst episodes of angel. um, But that might be related to my escape room experience.
1: Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about it. Like that episode of bones the whole time. (laughs) Maybe I should watch that one again. Hmm. Cool. Well... <clears throat> on the complete right. opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> complete
0: opposite end. We have a gem of an episode. It's smile time. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah. So this is the puppet episode. <laughs> and Angel and um, everybody are really grinding away at Wolfram and Hart. We saw that in the last episode. They're, you know, obviously still on the job. They're still babysitting Nina every every month or or I guess every month as she turns into a vampire so or a werewolf so she shows (laughs) up at Wolfram and Hart and you know Angel gets her all set up in her her suite slash cage and Nina basically asks him out so this kind of throws Angel he has to have a conversation with everybody about how they all knew that Nina was into him you know Angel's questioning like whether he can even have the time or the the soul problems to to have a relationship and like consider any of this and he's very thrown so meanwhile fred has uncovered a trend of children in los angeles um basically going into these like rictus grin comas it's very creepy Mm -hmm. they like basically go into a coma with a creepy smile on their face and she thinks it might be mystical because of that and because of You know, it seems to be happening in a trend. Angel jumps at the t- distraction and is like, great, let's let's save some children. And so he goes to this TV studio because they narrowed down that all of these incidents are happening between 7 and 7.30 a.m., which happens to coincide with the airing of Smile Time, um, which is a children's puppet show that only broadcasts in the Los Angeles area. And Angel gets to this... Studio and is basically dead. Like there's one janitor walking around like a zombie. Everything is boxed up. Like there's dust everywhere. This is, doesn't appear to be like a very active studio. So he goes into a back room <clears throat> that says "Don't" and <laughs> finds a man sitting on a stool with a towel over his head under this like, for all intents and purposes, I guess I'll call it an egg, mm-hmm. like a a it is a nest some kind of egg mm-hmm. and. Angel trips it, and it smiles, mm-hmm. and shoots him with a beam of light, and Angel wakes up as a puppet. Mm-hmm. A very cute puppet. A very cute
1: puppet.
0: <laughs> so, Angel makes his way back to Wilferman Hart. He's mortified to be a puppet. He's so upset that this happened, and everybody's got to figure out, okay, one, how did Angel become a puppet? How did they reverse him becoming a puppet? And is he going to solve all of this in time for his breakfast date with Nina? <laughs> and so... They do figure it out. They figure out that during the broadcast, these puppets are basically enticing the children to wander up to the TV and touch it, and they suck their life forces out through the TV. And the puppets have a plan to basically have a final broadcast, take all the innocence of all the kids in Los Angeles, and basically be rich in hell is the plan. because mm-hmm. Angel and company it. stop it. They get to the studio in time, behead all the puppets. And Fred and Wesley destroy the egg thing, and slowly Angel is turning back into a man. And then, romantically, Angel and Nina, I think, agree to go on a date, and Fred and Wesley kiss.
1: Mm -hmm. Also, I really want to talk about that. Right. But there's also the gun subplot where he's losing his. Oh, I
0: forgot about that. Yeah. So, Gun is losing his powers. We saw a little bit of it in the last episode. Um, he's, like, forgetting some things. And so he goes to the creepy doctor guy who tells him that, yeah, your imprint is fading. It seems like that's probably what the um, senior partners want to happen because they're the only reason you got this in the first place. And if you want me to fix it, you've got to help me with this shipment and get it through customs. Mm-hmm. Which seemingly Gun does because at the end of the episode, he seems to be back on his gate. Yep. Yeah. That's smile time, and I know that was a, a long, longer, maybe, summary than I wanted to give, but how can you not talk about the puppets?
1: <laughs> I mean, I the moment that Angel goes and he sees the egg, it is an egg, because the puppets call it the nest egg. <laughs> oh, Because okay. everything is, like, you know, that, like, weird, like, childlike, literal sort of um, But they, you know, he gets thrown into this pile of boxes and it's, I, I've obviously seen this. And so I knew it was the puppet show. And I just like gasped at that moment because I was already like bracing myself for how hilarious it was going to be when his little puppet hands reached (laughs) above into the cardboard. And then they did it. And I like rolled off the, like I was dying. It was, it was just so funny to me. Like almost every single instance of angel puppeting, like I laughed almost this entire episode and like, what a delight Honestly, like the puppet thing is
0: what makes this episode tick i think it does yeah otherwise it's just a pretty standard episode but it's i think because so they play funny. it so straight yeah. it's angel <laughs> as a puppet like angel still has strength he still can turn into a vampire he can still best spike in a fight it's and it's so hilarious and the little gags that happen along the way like at one point he tries to go talk to nina and she turns into Sheena. a werewolf and she tries to eat him and so he lauren finds him like stumbling
1: down the hallway with like his stuffing coming out of him. <laughs> and then and also he gets a little werewolf cuts across his forehead yeah. after that like
0: and and he's sewing up into his jacket and and then when everybody first realizes he's a puppet, they're all trying not to laugh. And yeah. Angel's really upset about this. Yeah. And, like, they're trying so hard to take it seriously. But, like, you know, the first thing Fred says is she's like, you're so cute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he is. He's such a cute little puppet. He's got the David Boreana's brow ridge. And he's got the angel frown. And it's just, how can you not be enamored of that? as a Just as a visual gag. It's hilarious. And they even do the slow-mo
0: team walk yeah. Where they're all going into <laughs> battle and, and Puppet Angel has a sword.
1: <laughs> I have to say even like you really can always tell. I think the episodes that Joss Whedon was really involved in writing and sometimes in Angel's case, I have to say that hasn't always been a positive, but in this particular case, I think it works so well, but like even the non-puppet jokes, like, when Angel's first having his, like, clueless conversation about Nina with Wesley, like, Wesley's dialogue was just killing me. And it didn't, for once, it wasn't, like, annoying me, because he was like, yes, Angels, there's signals. Some You know, they're odorless and invisible, but unmistakable. And I was like, that's just a such a weird, hilarious thing to say. And, like, even, you know, when they're, like, describing Nina, and he just calls her occasionally her suit, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just funny. Like, I just thought it was the whole, the whole thing was just zippy. And it was, like... Anytime we get to see the ensemble gelling and just, like, having conversations is just so fun. Why don't we always live this way?
0: I know. <laughs> Why is and this not
1: always the show?
0: <laughs> and it's so funny that they have to transplant it to, like, basically a puppet show in order to make that happen. And right. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about some of the interpersonal dynamics, but I, I want to talk a little more about the puppets first, too. Like, I
1: mean, I yes. just
0: thought so much of it was so well done. Like, even the puppets, when they're on air look different than when they're not. Like, Mm -hmm. the one puppet, like, had little puppet bags under his eyes. Mm -hmm. He had a little cigarette. and (laughs) He's pouring whiskey into a mug, and it's just, like, it's a puppet that's, like, a delinquent. And then, you know, they have, like, the one guy... It's basically just, like, a big purple thing with, like, a horn Mm -hmm. and, like, he doesn't make any sense. But then, like, Wesley kills him by, like, pulling out the horn and (laughs) just blowing stuffing out.
1: I mean, and in general, the, like, little action sequences with the puppets were just super fun to watch. Like, because I don't get to see puppets have fight scenes very often, right? But it's, like, we get to see... Puppet Angel and Spike like tumble around the office, and then when they finally break into the studio to like kill the evil puppets, you know, it's like Gunn has to have a real fight with this girl puppet, and like you said, Wesley has to pull the like beak horn out of ratio, and then you know, Angel has to behead this other guy or whatever, or he throws him on the uh, like on the tree fake house, fence. And, yeah, <laughs> on the fake fence, and he's it like was just paled. It was just really funny, like, or I just was really interesting like that isn't a visual that i've seen often you know and it's like yeah let's let's live in this a little more
0: yeah and so it's it's funny too because some stuff that would be maybe visually shocking otherwise is just right. cute like yeah. they behead the little puppet dog and like the stuffing pops out and yeah. you're like this isn't gross at all now yeah. trading that in for the first scene with the little boy that is creepy with that that grin oh my god i know i
1: really liked the opening tag to this episode you know like again like alex and i had just gone off our rant about why we fight we turned this one on and immediately i was like smiling because it was like just so satisfying like it was a good mix of genuinely creepy with just absurd and funny i liked it
0: yeah and that self-esteem song is a bop like even like the
1: even like the little dynamics between the puppets Right, right, where, like, the dog character, like, really does, like, want to get his good song out there, and it's just a, like, delinquent leader who's, like, this is not what we're trying to do, you idiot. (laughs) Like, even they have their own little inner squabbles. Um, we also didn't mention, but, uh, did you recognize a mustard shirt guy as the human who runs the studio that they were, like, puppeting? The puppets were puppeting? Oh, yeah, they had their hand up his back. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. uh, David Fury. Oh, really? Who is the guy who sings the mustard song in the musical episode?
0: Oh, he's one of the producers, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting.
1: And no, I know that was that, um, mm-hmm. that was
0: gross. The was puppets so gross. puppeting the human, but it was also like a very weird esque twist. I thought of like you take this idea and like just extrapolate it, and you're just like, okay,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought the puppet show was, like, very convincingly, like, a local, you know, version of Sesame Street. Like, <laughs> the whole thing was just very well executed.
0: It, you know, it was a little bit like um, the, the show on The Office that Michael Scott was on as yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't think of the name of it, but I watched that recently.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's just really well done with that part. Um, okay, but we also, <laughs> this episode sets up some stuff. Fred and Wesley...
1: I mean, it didn't bother me in this episode, even though I agreed with you last week that like, why is, you know, Wesley doing, like the way that they've made Fred fall for Wesley is very silly because they've had so many better moments together than like whatever happened last week. But I mean, I don't, I'm only mad about it because I know where it's going to lead, but.
0: So this is what I was trying to think about because again, and this, not to keep going back to it, but like the disservice of the reset is that we don't know what's supposed to have happened.
1: Mm. So,
0: you know, a few episodes ago, Wesley and Fred are, like, acting drunk, right? And mm-hmm. Fred's like, why? I don't understand why we never really became friends. And at the time, I was like, well, that's dumb. Like, you should know why, because all this stuff happened. But then maybe it didn't. So, like, maybe maybe they weren't friends because when Fred started dating Gunn, Wesley just kind of disappeared, but didn't kidnap Connor and do all this stuff they never had to confront wesley over getting his throat cut or like hmm. whatever he was doing and maybe maybe wesley never hit on fred in the hotel and like you know all the all the events hmm. that happened last season maybe they didn't happen so to me this doesn't work because of all of that like fred's sudden 180 comes out of nowhere when she seems to have definitively shut this down and then she's like simpering and like you know giving little glances at Wesley. And then in this episode, like, basically just like, oh, haven't you noticed, like, something's changed? And it's like, that to me doesn't really track with the last season. But if the last season never happened, then maybe I can buy it a little bit more. But unfortunately, this is, like, all we get. So
1: I I don't find it unbelievable that she would change her feelings towards Wesley, kind of even after I don't everything. find that so unbelievable. It doesn't I think bother the way me in that it's way. just, like
0: becomes out of nowhere by Wesley
1: doing stuff that Wesley's been doing right forever. right exactly I
0: think I,
1: the the implications that the reset had for their relationship don't bother me I think it's I think it's clear that you're supposed to take that as much as possible happened exactly the same way it just has some other explanation I don't know I know that that doesn't work if you look at it too closely but I feel comfortable believing that pretty much everything that happened last season still happened at least in like conversations that they had between themselves and stuff. But I agree that it's like, it's a weird that like last week seemed to be the turning point for Fred instead of like their fun drunken hangout or like, I don't know, just like there have been other more, more interesting moments between them. So, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm fine for them to get together. I, I also appreciated the joke, which was basically that Wesley spends the whole episode telling angel how blind he is to signals. And then it's like clear that Wesley is doing exact same thing. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm not thinking about it much past where they're at right now.
0: Yeah, I think maybe part of my problem, too, is I know what the next
1: episode exactly. is. Exactly. So. I was like, that's more bothering me than where they're coming it's, it's from. It's bothering
0: more that they, like, seem to have done it just to, like, dramatically yeah. take it away. And then, I'm, so I'm just like, yes. I honestly, like, feel <clears throat> like it might work better if this didn't happen at all. Yeah. Yeah. But we can talk about
1: that next time. So, for the moment, if I were just watching this, I would just be happy. I'm fine that they get together. And, yes, You know who else I liked a lot in this episode? This will not be a shocker to anyone. Man, was it nice to have, like, a legitimate reason to work Lorne into the storyline? Because, like, this involved show business and he's the show business guy. Like, I love, I just love Lorne. I don't think there's ever been a bad Lorne moment. Other than when they're not using him, right? It's like, Lorne is just always... But can you, can you top him yelling, is there a Geppetto in (laughs) the house? I just love the way he treats the other... Angel Investigations team. I hate the way they treat him, but, like, I just love the way he talks to them. I love his... He's just very, you know, affected Hollywood way of speaking, but, like, I just i just loved having him here. I loved having him say, like, well, I know all the showrunners in town, and they're not that evil. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Everything about it was just, like, I wish he could be in every episode. Yeah. Here's a a little quibble that I don't want to think about too hard. Well... I almost don't even want to bring it up, but there was a creepy connotation to the Smile Time uh, plot, yes, of these puppets telling children to, like, don't tell you, like, do this when your parents aren't around. Like, it was meant to be there. Yeah. I'm just not sure that yeah, that. it definitely that,
0: had the undertones of, you know, other things evil people it, may be doing to kids when did. their parents aren't around. And, and also,
1: <laughs> well. I just think yeah, it would have been better it was served. creepy. I think it was better better it would be better served to have that guy be less like aroused by what was going at the puppet I mean be less
0: Yeah that's kind of what I was, by what bring what was up going to was like, on the then. puppet seemed really aroused If he were
1: just doing it I think it would be a much it would be a better like I think it's better as a metaphor for like yeah TV's drain your brain kind of thing than like this other thing because they just don't they don't because the episode is so lighthearted and it's so silly I feel like adding that layer is like a weird misstep for what was otherwise a great episode. I just don't think it tied into anything else. The show has gotten that dark before, and I don't necessarily object to that, but I feel like if you're not going to give it its due and explore that more, then like maybe just leave it out.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure the show has ever gotten as dark as like child molestation.
1: I've I feel like it. Well, I couldn't.: A but lot of dark yeah, things have happened on the show. I but just yeah. but
0: yeah, I agree with you. It just it tonally seemed to kind of jar with the comedy of this. Yeah. Also, what they said they were doing was like stealing their innocence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like they're already
1: just stealing their souls. Like that's pretty demonic enough for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's my. problem. Um, but how are you feeling about Nina? Because I was really annoyed when she showed up at the beginning, but by the end, she wasn't bothering me so much. <laughs> I she's could totally take her. Bothering either. me like
0: I I think like she and Angel actually have a lot of chemistry, which makes it a little bit. I think it makes it work better. Again, coming on the heels of Cordelia dying and nobody ever talking about it. Yeah. It's a little bit a annoying cuz it's like, oh, "Here's the new love interest." <laughs> yeah. Um but I really like what this brings up is like this interesting idea for Angel of, you know, he's basically been celibate. He's basically assumed that he can't have romantic attachments, and Wesley poses this question which maybe Angel should have asked himself before of mm-hmm. why can't you? Like yeah. the the happiness that you felt with Buffy is so rare that you shouldn't assume that even someone that you really care about is going to give you that moment of because remember it was like perfect happiness. Yeah. Yeah. That basically doesn't exist. So which is the whole point of the curse was that it was, should have never been tripped, right? Mhm. So I think it's a good question to bring up of like why can't Angel have a little bit of a life?
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Um having that with a, a werewolf seems on brand for the show. I mean, why not? Um, But yeah, I like the way she interacts with everyone. I like how, you know, they have like a system in place to deal with her. Like that whole part of it was, I think, very, very cute. I, I do think it's also, again, a little bit out of left field. Like the last we saw of Nina was when she found out she was a werewolf, and now she's back after what they say. She's been coming for four months, and Mm -hmm. so her interest in Angel is, like, a little out of nowhere. Like, we maybe could have seen them interact one more time before they try to do this, but, I mean, I'm not mad about it.
1: Yeah. I do wish that they didn't feel like they just need to always have, like, a blonde love interest for Angel to, like, play off of. Like, that feels like this weird knee jerk that they have they, like, can't shake, but... Other than that... Well, if you're a brunette
0: love interest, they'll just kill you. Exactly.
1: I was like, I don't know. I, yeah.
0: I, I just want to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy this episode, there's an episode in a very similar vein to a show that I have talked about before, um, I think as a pop culture recommendation, but it's Legends of Tomorrow. Hmm. And they have a couple episodes with puppets of a very similar make and construction. And if you want to see Victor Garber become a puppet... That's a great show to see that on. And it's also very similar of like violent fights with puppets (laughs) and very funny as well. So this reminded me a lot of that. And I might go watch that episode, too.
1: (laughs) You know, what is also just a fun tidbit uh, that Alex mentioned to me when we watched this is he said this is the first episode of Angel that he ever saw. I think that's true for a lot of people. I'm sure it is. And he was just like, yeah, so that was why I was so excited to watch this show with you because, like, I thought the whole show would be like this. Oh, I'm so sorry, Alex. Well, (laughs) it turns out uh, that is not the case.
0: There are so many other episodes you could have seen that might have told you what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Any of season four? (laughs) Yeah. I just feel bad. I think that's true, though. I think this, this episode, when it came out, made a lot of like, Mm -hmm. news, because everyone was like, oh, there was this really good episode of Angel with a puppet, and Mm -hmm. it just sounds so weird, so people watched it, or, like, you know, it becomes an episode where people are like, well, if you don't care about continuity, let me show you this really good episode, and And so you end up watching mm -hmm. this one.
1: It did fit pretty well outside as a standalone episode, too, right? Like, you you don't need to know almost anything about the show going into this it didn't totally. even really matter that angel was a vampire. I mean, it kind of did, but like it's like it was a good joke that he was, he had a little vamp puppet face, which was also adorable. I can't believe I forgot to bring that up, but
0: I don't know how a puppet face changes, but I guess <laughs> it's it just
1: magic That's magic It's all magic his nose was velcro, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it, it didn't you didn't need much going into this to pretty much get the gist. It was just like a a kind of simple case of the week I yeah. think if a I think what stands out to me about this one is it's like the last episode was such also, I mean, why we fight is also this weird, like doesn't sit in the real timeline of the present day much. Um, So it was also a very like case of the week, but it didn't, it was so like sad and meaningless that it's like frustrating that they weren't spending time on the main characters. Whereas this one, yeah, there were some plot developments between the characters, but mostly it's like, if you're going to do something that stands alone, it just needs to be super well done. You can't have these kind of middle ground ones. I know that's like an obvious thing to say. I'm just reflecting on it. Also, they mentioned this a lot and this also drove me up the wall while we were watching why we fight, but like, Is there absolutely no security at Wolfram and Hart anymore? Like, how did that guy break in and kidnap three of the most important people in this prestigious, well-funded law firm? Like, they just called it out a lot to, like, make up for the fact that it didn't make any sense. I was like, they were literally like, well, everyone went home for the night at this evil law firm. Like, I think most law firms, even the non-specifically evil ones, people are working until 10 or midnight or later. Like, they couldn't have been the only people in the office. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, the lack of security is a little bizarre. And it's kind of been like a persistent thing this season where it's like, do you not have any of the measures? Remember in like season one or two where it was a whole episode, how do they even get into Wolverine heart? And now it's just like literally anybody can just break in whenever. Yeah, and it also kind of poses a
0: question, right, of like, is this something that is being played for comedy or is it something that we're supposed to be paying attention to? Because, you know, there is this open question of like, was this all a trap that they walked into that mm. Wolfram and Hart wasn't really serious? So the lack of security, especially given what went down with Eve and Lindsay and that Eve seems to have disappeared, that guns, special powers seem to be disappearing, you know, it does beg the question of what is Wolfram and Hart senior partners? Like, what are they up to? And is this kind of part of it, like this lack of lack of security because we will see this more in the next episode too so oh interesting I think it's supposed to be like intentional that
1: feels to me like you're giving them too much credit because but I (laughs) maybe because I don't know what happens next episode I don't remember but like Angel is the CEO of this company and like I understand that the senior partners are ultimately behind the scenes and can control more than he can but he doesn't even seem to be aware of the fact that there is a security problem so it's like all of you guys have Like he's not
0: bothered like he's just not paying enough attention to it like like he's he's joking about it but like you know he's not thinking about it as a signal that something bad is wrong
1: but i just mean to say like does he not need to like sign paperwork for like paying security staff and why doesn't fred say hey i don't feel safe in the laboratory because the security guard's not there or why doesn't wesley worried about fred because he seems to always be playing that role and Gunn is a former security guy like it doesn't hasn't no he hasn't noticed that there's no security anymore like that's the part that is, is it's just totally unbelievable but I, I, maybe you're right, because they called it out so... I took it to be they called it out so much because they were making a joke of how silly it was, but maybe you're right, and next week we can touch back on that.
0: Well, maybe that's a joke that they're turning into a thing. A plot line. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: well. All right,
0: well. I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, I... That's, like, a high note of Angel, I think.
1: It really is. Um, and it deserves to be quoted as such. The puppet episode... Then there's the musical episode and the quiet episode of Buffy. Like they all be- mm-hmm. belong in that echelon together.
0: Totally. Too bad we had to watch it with the Nazi episode. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't have everything. No. <laughs> um. All right. Well, what do we have next time? A uh, hole, a in, hole the in the world. world? Mm-hmm.
1: And shells. Okay. I mean, I only have a pretty vague recollection of where we're going to be in that first episode. Uh. But. We'll
0: see. I'll just tell you, we're going places faster than I remembered. Mm -hmm. So I'm annoyed at that. Um, But yes, we could talk about that next time. I mean, we're in the
1: middle of the season, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we're farther along than I was thinking. Yeah, this was 14? Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's what happens when you double them up.
1: Right. (laughs) We're just going through them faster.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Hmm. Okay, do you have any pop culture for us? I do not. I don't either. I I'm gave away sorry. mine, I think, by telling you to watch another puppet episode. <laughs> so, okay. Well, okay. so we'll be back next time with A Hole in the World and Shells and hmm, team, team, team. I'm
1: a team puppet angel. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Too bad he didn't have a cute, like, angel puppet name.
1: Yeah, oh, he, he was so cute. I know they sell versions of that, but I don't need one. But it's yeah. still cute that they do.
0: It's funny how it took turning Angel into a puppet to make me team Angel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> well, we will be back next time. Yes, we'll be back then. All right, I'll talk to you later. Once More with Commentary is produced by me, Allie. And me, Jenny. Our theme music is from the album Rockingham by Nerf Herder.
0: And our podcast logo is by Ryan Cooney. You can email us at scoobies at morewithcommentary.com with any feedback, questions, comments that you have, and find us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast.
1: You can also find our most recent episodes and any show notes at oncemorewithcommentary.com.